Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. I do want to mention Sheldon Abbott is standing by. He's the incredible host of Cure for the Blues, and he's standing by to take calls because we're right in the middle of our fun drive. And if you call in, we have all these fantastic gifts. We're celebrating our 50th anniversary. So we've got this really cool 50th anniversary T-shirts. We've got a new design. And we have the vintage ones as well. We've got sports bottles. We've got coffee mugs, CDs, tickets, all kinds of things. So he is standing by right now, 949-824-5824, taking calls. And I'll be taking your calls at 10, covering his show. Standing by to join us is my next guest, Liev Sofer. He is co-founder and artistic director of Urban Voices Project. He's joining us right now. Good morning. I want to make sure I got your name, the correct pronunciation. It's Liav Sofer? Yeah, Liav Sofer. Perfect. Tell the listeners a little bit about the Urban Voices Project, how this came about. Um, Urban Voices Project has been around for six years, and we're based in downtown Los Angeles in Skid Row. Um, And for your listeners, just in case they're familiar or not, you know, Skid Row is kind of the epicenter of the homelessness epidemic that all of Southern California and Los Angeles is kind of going through right now. Right. And um, with Los Angeles having over 60,000 men, women, and families who are currently in house, and then um, about, yeah, and then about three to 4,000 of them at any given time are living in this one square mile in uh, downtown Los Angeles, six blocks away from City Hall called Skid Row. And um, that's where we started our program. Uh, The reason I know about this is because I featured a film called Skid Row Marathon. Oh, yeah. You've heard of it? Absolutely. We, um, one of the run, two of the runners in that, from that whole community are actually in our programs as well. Yeah. It was, I was really moved by this film. It opened my eyes to a lot of things. What made you decide to do this? How do you, you know, how did this come to you? Well, um, so what this is, is, you know, it's music programming, but it's more than that. I mean, it's trying to really like create community spaces that are supportive and using music as the bridge and the bridge, and I mean that in multiple ways, right. bridging people, you know, whether it's bridging them from the sidewalks to into a safe space, whether it's bridging them to a, an empowered sense of purpose and self, or bridging them to community, which is a very important one to learn how to kind of feel safe in community again, and also find that community to lean on that can support you as you go through the process of finding housing again and whatnot. Um, so we engage men and women, and we have family programs. Um, and they are started in Skid Row, but now they're all over the Los Angeles County with music workshops. And they're in partnership with social service centers, such as shelters. Uh, we do a lot of work with healthcare, like community clinics that focus on the unhoused population. Mm-hmm. And we really also enjoy our connections to clinics because we push the initiative of music as health. And then finally, um, another place you'll find our workshops are civic centers such as libraries, because libraries are commonly places where no matter who you are and what demographic you come from, every patron is seen as an equal um, to the library, which is really nice. Um, 
And finally, we have uh, one of our programs, we have a performance choir uh, made up of people with lived experience of homelessness. And we go out and we perform around Los Angeles or sometimes outside of Los Angeles to basically help shift the narrative and perception of homelessness, um, kind of tell some stories and push the initiative that music can be the bridge. Uh, arts can be the way for people that when they have lost everything can find hope. That kind of sums us up to, to a sense. You know, I'm listening to you and I'm in awe of what you're doing because you get up in the morning and you have something incredibly meaningful you're doing. How does that feel? Um, I, it's exhausting, of course. I mean, all nonprofit work is, and mm-hmm. a lot of people in this world are doing incredible things. Um, I think that there are thousands of other work that's important that's being done right now, but the reason why we believe what we're doing is important is not because it's more important than anybody else's work, right. but just that it's actually filling a gap. Um, I believe personally that that one answer is not the answer to homelessness. It's not just housing. It's not just health care. It has to be comprehensive. It has to be holistic. It has to be a full holistic system that we all participate in um, as community partners, as citizens, as governments. And so I believe that, like, arts and music is one branch, but an important branch of what would be a, a, a system that is really caring for the individual and helping to bring them back into society in a safe way. Yes. You must meet and just such a variety of people with backstories. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would definitely say, definitely say so. Um, you learn humanness so deeply and richly when you're working with people who are, who many of the people that are walking into our doors are, some of them, so we, we have some people that are coming off the sidewalks mm-hmm. um, and they, they use the music as a sense of inspiration to finally build some structure, even though in their lives they don't, they're not even keeping track of what day it is. They don't really, we, and, and that's been important for them to, to find that little spark to pull them in. Yes. Um, but then you also could just as quickly as you found them, you could lose them. I mean, we've heard of members that have walked in and they've been with us for a whole year and then they go off and they relapse and then we, we try to find out what happens to them and we hear the stories of people who are no longer with us because they overused or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many forms of domestic violence stories you hear, of course, alcohol and drug abuse. The biggest one is mental health since we're, we're all in this world at different levels of mental health. But, right. but man, the stories you hear and the injustices and the inequity that happens in the system. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have so many people I know who had... It wasn't because of drugs or alcohol that they fell down. They, I have one person I know who was a, a full-fledged, full-time job, making almost six digits, mm-hmm. um, and yet they re- got cancer at the same time that their house burnt down without any insurance. Oh. And they fell into Skid Row, was the only place people referred this individual, and he had a car, and he gets to one of the services, and unfortunately, the only place to park the car is on this one street that is street sweeping. Oh, no. And, yeah, and the, I know and where the, you're going. The place, yeah. yeah, and the bridge program that he was in has a curfew. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to be out of the place before 11 or, or out of the place after 
I'm sorry, out, out of the place after 11 p.m. or before 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. You have to have that six-hour block that you're checked in, yeah. mandatory, or you lose your, your bridge housing. And then he get collect these tickets and on his car without any other alternate option until the car got towed and impounded. And it's just like the system's not communicating with each other, and it's not being good to you. And so, of course, all of these things that happened, he became more mentally distraught. He became right. completely depressed sure. into a place where we all say, oh, well, it's people that have mental health that have become homeless. It's, sometimes it's becoming homeless that's causing the mental health issues. Yes, definitely. People don't understand the whole cycle of it all. Exactly. I want to mention your website. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Liav Sofer, and this is the Urban Voices Project we're talking about. If you visit urbanvoicesproject.org, I noticed that you have uh, different programs, music healing, which are free classes and meditation, mindfulness, self-exploration through music taught by experienced music therapy professionals. You offer music education, community sing, and the Urban Voices Project Choir. Do you want to touch on a couple of those? Absolutely. Um, The music healing programs and education programs we've now been doing for, for five years in Skid Row, it's, we've been codifying them as, our, we call them our music labs. And the music lab program is basically trying to see that there's a lot of people living in Skid Row. There's a lot of artistry and creativity in Skid Row. And there's a lot of people that want uh, access to self-help in many ways and to healing and mindfulness at workshops. So we filled the gap where we saw that there was some. It started all grassroots. I skipped over a little bit the story of how he came into be, but um, I was working at the Colburn School. I still do as part-time as faculty there, and they're kind of like the Juilliard of of Los Angeles. They're up on next to Disney Concert Hall, and um, they 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 one board member was interested in starting a program in Skid Row with music, but he didn't know what. And my approach was that singing was the most accessible, so he brought they brought me down for a six-week program. I partnered with my co-founder, Christopher Mack, who is an outreach worker, and he collected people that were, might be interested in music, and I taught. And six weeks later, um, Colburn had finished you know, their commitment, and they, were fe- they felt proud of themselves, and they went back to focusing on their work. But Christopher and I just decided to continue volunteer grassroots for the next three years. We just kept coming back each week. And then it was two, and a half, two years ago now that we became a nonprofit, had... Um, built some foundations, and part of those foundations was this music lab program. It started with once a week, and then it quickly became two classes on that day, and then it started becoming twice a week, and then three times a week. By the time we became a nonprofit, we had already been volunteering, finding different teachers and experts at a volunteer grassroots level to be teaching three days a week in Skid Row, different music education and healing programs. And so many people, you have no idea... I have about a dozen people in my music theory class alone mm-hmm. at every given week. It's quite an enthusiastic, artistic population of people that using this as an outlet to, to kind of cope. Yes. And then the community thing, that's one of our most important workshops. We've been calling it on Facebook. You can even find it because it's open to the public. Okay. called Neighborhood Sing, Skid Row's, Skid Row's Community Jam, basically. And this is one of our most entry-level workshops. This is really about bringing anybody in. There's a lot of freedom in the structure. There's guided discussion. There's guided song leading going on. 
but it also leaves a lot of room for people who feel whether they have heavy trauma or they're just taking time to trust that this space feels like it's supportive. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a workshop that we really are bringing in people right off the sidewalk or people that just land in Skid Row. This is their first impression of us. This welcoming anybody to come bring an instrument and jam. And um, so these are the workshops that we're also bringing to other parts of the county. We now have a neighborhood sing at the Central Library. We have a neighborhood sing in Venice, a neighborhood sing in South L.A. at MLK Hospital. And this program, we're teaching more trainers, uh, training more teachers, I should say, with the trauma-informed care and the music guiding and the curriculum that that we've built with this program to hopefully bring it to more parts of the, the county. And then the choir, as I said earlier, is the people who have been really committed to all these programs and want something more, we ask of them a professional commitment. There's never, um, it's all, uh, all levels choir, but professional, everybody comes every week. Yes. They show up to gigs, and we pay the artists. When they actually sing, we pay them. That's great. So it is a professional level project with all the hope to advocate for awareness of homelessness and as music is health. One of the foundations of my show, well, the show is called Get the Funk Out, and I'm always fascinated with how people stay mentally, physically, emotionally healthy, and to me, music can be a huge part of that. Absolutely. So tell me where people can find out more about you and getting involved. Urbanvoicesproject.org or .com, either one, and Facebook is probably where we're the most frequently updating our our followers and people that are wanting to be supportive. And I would say getting involved, the nice thing about this is that this nonprofit is working in different levels. We're not just trying to create, you know, paths of hope and, and using music to bridge individuals out of homelessness, but we also really enjoy the fact that music is the ultimate equalizer. You, you take someone from Skid Row and someone from Beverly Hills, yes. you have them stand together and sing a note, and that note's going to sing together in beautiful unison, and you'll never know who's who. Yes. So we also like to invite people to come and sing with us. Come into Skid Row, and our, like I said, our, our, our jam program is actually a public event on Facebook. Anybody can come, and the hope that we can all stand together shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, combating um, misunderstandings of different people and or nimbyism, all those things that we can help combat by, by just bringing communities and bridging them together more and more. Um, so if that's just a place to start for someone, if they just even if they've never sung before but they just want to see what we're doing, come and sing with us. And then, of course, um, as we look to grow, we're looking for more music teachers, we're looking for funding, and as we grow, we're also you know, looking for anybody that's passionate about music that have found a, a different, wanting to find an alternative way to give back to their unhoused neighbors and a community and do something. Fantastic. So we've got to wrap up. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Your website is urbanvoicesproject.org and find you on Facebook. This is, or Instagram. Or Instagram. This has been so incredible. I heard about you because you performed at um, the temple here in Tustin, CBI, and I heard wonderful things about it. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. My pleasure. Come back on the show anytime. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. That was Leah Sofer calling in to talk about the beautiful 
organization he has, Urban Voices Project. He's the co-founder and artistic director. If you missed any part of this, I'll have the conversation up on my show blog after I wrap. Get the funk out show org. You can also follow the show on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. If you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, that's the hard part, J-A-N-E-A-N-E at K-U-C-I dot org.